The reading is Matthew 6, verses 5 to 15, which is on page 970, the church Bibles in front of you. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, when you pray, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door and pray to your father, who is unseen. Then your father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. This, then, is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we have also forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. Wonderful. Um, keep your Bibles open because today we're going to be looking at our very own father-child moment that, that, that transforms everything from here on in. Um, and our father moment, it starts with two words that you've probably said time and time again without quite realising just how incredible and life-changing these words are. Um, they're right there in verse 9. Our Father. Amazing words, right? Because these two words, they start the entire good news of the Bible. Because um, if you're a Christian, someone who trusts in King Jesus, you can call God Father. You can call the almighty, all-powerful King of the entire universe Father. How incredible. This is so groundbreaking because um, in this world, we are not naturally children of God. Naturally, Ephesians 2 verse 3 says that we are children deserving wrath. And John 8 says we're children not of God but of the devil because we follow him and his ways in rejecting God our King. But the incredible news of the Bible is that God, he sent his son Jesus Christ to rescue us, any who believe in him from, from sin and then to adopt us into his family. So we've gone from, from sin to, to, to rescue, to adoption, into God's incredible family. Uh, and we become his cherished and loved children. Us, human beings who by nature deserve wrath, who, who are children of the devil, we become adopted into God's family. Uh, Galatians 4 verse 7 says this, So you are no longer a slave, but God's child. Christians, are children of God. This here is a lovely picture of me when I was younger. Um, notice the lovely blonde curly locks, Mr. Ted in my hand on my rocking chair. Aww. But this, this photo, it's on my dad's desk. It's there when he's sitting there working. It's there because he thinks about me during his work day. It's there because he loves me. It's there because he cares for me. It's there because with him, that's where my true home is. And if you're a Christian, it's like God on his heavenly mantelpiece has a picture of you. 
you because he loves you, because he cherishes you, because that's where your true home is. 1 John 3 verse 1 says this amazingly. It says, see what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. Christians are loved children of God. How awesome is that? The massive, terrifying, awesome God were his children. And so we can say, verse 9 for ourselves, we can say, our Father. Um, I, I don't know what your um, experience of dads is. Maybe you've had an amazing father who, who's taking you to McDonald's, who's uh, been there for every ballet recital, who's played football in the garden with you. Well, God as Father is like that, only so much better. Maybe you've had a disappointing father who's not been around, who's missed birthdays, who never told you he loves you. Or God's the father you dreamed of. Only so much better. Or maybe for some of us, we've never had a father on this earth. Well, if you're a Christian... Praise God, in heaven you have a Father who cherishes you, who will never abandon you, never leave you, and who loves you so much he gave his Son to bring you into his family. So do you know God is your Father? If you don't, think about this. Um, The God of the universe wants to adopt you into his family. So what will you do about it? If today you want your very own father-child moment like Poe, like Luke, like Buzz, chat to Phil, chat to me after the service, we'd love to tell you more about God and what he's done for you. Because Christians are loved children of God and this changes everything. I'm going to look at two changes. The first change is that we're loved even when we feel unloved and unlovely. Christians and children of God are loved even when you feel unloved. And number two, look at verse nine. It says, our father. That word our means if you are Christian, you are brothers and sisters with every other Christian. That means the person on your right is your brother if you're both Christians. The person on your left is your sister if you're both Christians. So how can you show that to someone in the church today? How can you show that family love? Can you find someone new and say, hey, you're my sister. Awesome news! Christians are loved children of God and this changes everything. And we're going to see more of what that means a bit later on. But you may think I'm making a big deal out of this. Well, these are the words that Christian legend John Piper said that sum it up so well. He said, find out how much a person makes of the thought of being God's child. If this is not the thought that prompts or controls his, his or her worship, their prayers and their whole outlook on life... It means they do not understand Christianity very well at all. Christians are loved children of God. And if you get this, it changes everything. And we're going to find out more about that in the second part of the talk. Awesome. Um, Open up Matthew 6 again. So that's ready in your hands. Um, Page 970 if you've lost it. Because Matthew 6 is Jesus teaching his disciples about prayer. And if you look at how he starts in verse 9, he says... This, then, is how you should pray. So firstly, Christians should be praying. But secondly, he says, our Father. Every single prayer we pray is shaped by those two words, our Father. Because if you notice how many times in the passage it says the word Father, 
have a little count for me. I counted six times. Six times. Because, because being a loved child of God transforms how we'll pray. Because the audacity to ask the God of the universe for anything is only possible as his child. So as loved children, we pray. Does anyone know who the President of America is at the moment? Um, just in case you, haven't, you don't know, here's a picture of his face. Donald Trump. Now, what I'm going to tell you is highly powerful information. So use it wisely. Okay? Big warning. Use it wisely. This is a step-by-step guide how to contact Donald Trump for yourself. To tell him whatever you want. Number one, you can send a letter to him. That's his address. The President, White House, 600 Pennsylvania Avenue. There you go. Write it down if you want to use that. Number one. Number two, if that doesn't work, you can try the White House website. There it is. Again, write it down if you want it. Um, but has to be less than 2,500 characters because he has more nerves longer than that. Number three, you can email him his personal email address on the screen right now. Number four, there's a telephone number, 202-456-1414. Um, but that one, that's a long switchboard process. So you might be on the phone for like two or three hours to America, so that might waste your money. But give it a go. You never know. Number five, Facebook, Twitter. But again, they say keep it clean, keep it civil. Um, there you go. That's your very own step-by-step guide. Now use that information wisely. Because, uh, but, but I mean, after all of that, even after doing every single one of those steps, how likely is it that Donald Trump's going to listen to you? I mean, why would he care what you think? No offence. Well, I mean, why, why would he care what you think? But God, as our Father, is so different. Um, way before Trump, there was a man called JFK, who was president of America in the 60s. Uh, and this guy, he was the most powerful and influential person in the entire world at that moment. And yet there was one person who, at 3 a.m. in the morning, could nag the president of America. This guy, under the desk, his son. His son, his son, and his son hiding on the desk there. He could nag the most powerful man in the world for a glass of milk at three in the morning. And yet, as Christians, we have a father who is far, far more powerful, far, far greater than JFK. Our father is God Almighty. And you are his child. As loved children, we know that our father wants to hear from us. Because the best dads want to spend time with their children and hear from their children So please pray. Talk to your father. And maybe you're not a big prayer. Maybe the thought of prayer terrifies you. Well, no matter how old you are, whether you're in Explorers or Rooted or whether you're 80, 90 years old, please pray. Maybe spend like five minutes after you wake up in the morning, five minutes talking to God, praying to your father. It will not feel natural, but keep at it because as loved children, our father wants to hear us. So pray. The president's son was the only person who could have woken up at 3.17 in the morning and shouted at his dad, 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 I want something. He's the only person who could do that because he had 24-7 access to the president. And as children of God, we have that kind of access with God Almighty. We have a father who is always ready to listen, always willing to listen and always wants to listen to us. Even at 3.17 in the morning, we can talk to the the God of the universe. We can nag him as children. 
Um, Helen Scott was up here a couple of weeks ago. She was saying that as Christians, we can pray anywhere, anytime, any place. And that's so true. Oh, we, can play, we can pray on the long car journey to grandma's. We can pray to school. We can pray at school. We can even pray on the toilet. Because Christians have 24-7 access to God. To our Father. This is a replica of my sister's Christmas list from a couple of years ago. Okay. A pony. A dog. A hamster. Two Barbies. Game Boy. Um, a unicorn cuddly toy. A horse. Surprises. Like, she went all out. There was no holding back. She's got a horse on there. And a pony. And a dog. And a unicorn cuddly toy. Like, and then surprises. She, she had no, no like, lines she draw. She went all out. She went bold on her prayers, um, on her Christmas list. And if God's our Father, we can be like that with Him. We can be audaciously bold. I mean, look at the Lord's Prayer with me. Um, have a look at verse 11. That's a bold request right there. Daily bread. Enough stuff for each day. That's huge. And then even bigger, forgiveness. That's a massive, bold request. But God's our Father. So, don't be afraid to ask. God knows what we truly need, so, so ask big. Christians can, pl- can pray big, bold prayers, and don't be afraid to do that. Have a look at this with me. This is a picture that I received over Christmas. Now, let's be honest, it's not great. Firstly, we've got the round heads. Right? I've never seen a head that round in all my life. And then, there's no features, there's no eyes, no nose, no hair. Like, how can they breathe? How can they hear? How can they even talk? And then, don't even get me started on the, on the clam-like angel top left-hand corner, or, or, or the red scarlet sky. It's not great. Now, before you start ripping into me for, for taking apart a child's picture, um, this is from my godchild, Stanley. Um, and... What kind of godfather would I be if, when I got that through the door, I was critiquing it like that? You'd think me a cruel, heartless monster. And you'd be right. But I, I, when this came to the post, I was overjoyed. I was blown away. I was like, oh, he's thought of me. I, I, I put it on my mantelpiece. I, I loved it because I love him. And that's what God's like when we pray. God does not critique our prayers. He doesn't say, Stephen, that prayer was far too short. I'm not going to answer it. He, he doesn't say, Stephen, you didn't use the word propitiation in your prayers, so I'm not going to answer your prayer anymore. He, he doesn't say that. God doesn't grade our prayers. No, no, no. He's our loving Father who loves to hear from us. Look at verse 5 and verse 7 in the passage for me. Um, the hypocrites and pagans, the hypocrites, they stand around praying for a show so that others will hear them. They pray to impress other people and they pray long prayers, thinking God hears and answers long prayers only. That's ridiculous! Because maybe you're the kind of person who is terrified to pray out loud. Scared of saying the wrong thing. Scared that people might laugh at you. Scared that you might not use the right Christian word. Please don't be. As a child of God, you're not praying to impress other people. You're not praying to impress Phil Moon. You're not praying to impress others. You're praying to your Father, 
who loves to hear from his children. Just like me and Stanley's picture. That's not a Picasso, but I love it. Like God loves to hear us pray. And he wants to hear us pray. So, so maybe that means that small group next week that you're going to pray out loud for the first time. Not to impress others in your small group, but to talk to your father. Or explorers or rooted. Maybe you're going to pray out loud for the first time. Not to impress us leaders, but to talk to your father. Because as loved children, we don't have to be scared to pray. And then back to verse 9 again. Um, the first word there is our in the, in the Lord's Prayer, our. And that means we pray together. Not once in the Lord's Prayer does it say, I, me, my. Prayer is a family thing. The Lord's Prayer is, is there to be said together. There's something awesome about God's children praying together. So, so why not make it a priority to be at small groups together this week? 12 o'clock on Wednesday or 7.45. Be there to pray with your family. Because... Love children, pray together. And to help you, I've got a gift for you. Five words. Shall we pray about it? Shall we pray about it? Shall we pray about it? Parents, when your kids come home from an awful day at school, use this. Shall we pray about it? Or or kids, when mum comes home from absolutely stressed and frazzled, use these five words. Shall we pray about it? Or at church, after the service, Shall we pray about it? Talking to your family here, shall we pray about it? I'd love to hear us using that after the service today. Because love children pray together. Christians are love children of God, so we pray. Uh, And as I end, I want to give you these thunderous words from J.C. Ryle. Here's what he said, and this is what I want to see in our church. He said, I want the times we live in to be praying times. I want the Christians of our day to be praying Christians. I want the church to be a praying church. I want those who have never prayed yet to call upon God their Father. And I want those who pray to see that they are not praying in vain. So as a loved child of God, will you pray?